Is it nature or nurture? We've all heard the saying, monkey see, monkey do, but that doesn't only refer to children or animals following what they see. This can be rooted in politics because in reality, we all are still kids in our own ways. So we can easily be victims to manipulation and persuasion, even if we don't realize it. So before we get into anything, this podcast is going to take a political turn, but if you're not ready for that, you can just log off. As for the people who are still here, I'm Amy Dang, and you're listening to The Talk, where in this episode, we will be uncovering what could be the cause to the multiple injustices that Indigenous communities face, but more specifically targeting ethnic minorities of Vietnam and Canada. So today's topic is going to be looking at the injustices towards Cham people and the ethnic minorities of Vietnam. So really trying to pull together the last two podcasts and why they are faced with these difficulties. So taking a look at the justice system in Vietnam, they are quite similar to Canada in the sense that they follow the civil law system, which relies on legal codes that are updated as well as established legal procedures and punishments. One fact that I wanted to touch upon briefly is the fact that Vietnam is a non-party state to the International Criminal Court. So which means that if a non-party state commits genocide in another state that is not part of the ICC, um, the ICC has no jurisdiction over the situation, which is kind of scary because anything can happen, especially knowing the fact that the Khmer Rouge, which is Cambodia, is right beside Vietnam, and a lot of the Cham individuals have... Um, resided in Vietnam and continue to stay there um, for safety, that Vietnam can do the same and the ICC can't really do much for them. Besides the fact, um, I also want to talk about the fact that their justice system states that the law prohibits discrimination against ethnic minorities, but they also continue to be the poorest and most vulnerable citizens of Vietnam, and especially when it comes to employment, education, and health. In 2015, the poverty rate for ethnic minorities was 23.1%, while the national poverty rate was 7%. That's a pretty drastic jump, and it kind of proves to show how they continue to be ignored, and the government doesn't show any sign of bettering their community, or at least trying. The government says that they are making attempts to address inequality by implementing special programs to improve education, health facilities, and rural communities. But they also said that they plan to distribute land in the Central Highlands, but reports of this implementation state that it's not fairly being processed. Another concerning fact that I stumbled upon was learning that the Montanards, which were ethnic minorities in the Central Highlands, are allegedly suspected to be associating with separatist groups, which have resulted in the Vietnamese government pressuring their followers in the church. The Vietnamese government continues to suppress the freedom to religion by imprisoning the followers if it's found that their faith encourages separatism because they're scared of anyone defying um, what they deem is correct and makes their country look good. It's also noted that Vietnam doesn't recognize that indigenous communities have ties to their lands and natural resources. But the justice system in Canada is no different than the justice system in Vietnam. Both governments claim that they are doing something to make up for the discrimination they put against the indigenous communities, 
um, which is the same everywhere. And as for in Canada, the 94 calls to actions were made in 2015, yet since 2020, only 10 have been completed. And that kind of says a lot about the priorities of the government when concerning the Indigenous communities here. Not to mention the fact that with this entire pandemic, they are also suppressed and not taken into consideration there. And especially since they are a minority and who have been targeted countless um, amount of times, especially with the missing and murdered indigenous women and just their rights in general, they are not being provided with what is needed, especially during these times, which is hard for everybody, but also the communities that are um, going unnoticed, they're especially being affected by this. Also, just looking at the Vietnam, they have 53 recognized ethnic minority groups. But even though the country voted in favor of the UNDRIP, they don't recognize ethnic minorities as indigenous people and have yet to officially sign the ILLO Convention 169. Um, This is the only international treaty open for ratification that handles the exclusive rights of indigenous and tribal people. The ILLO Convention 169 works to give indigenous people control over their own institution, their way of life, identity, language, and religion where they reside. And essentially the goal is to protect indigenous people and their rights that some countries look past. And refusing to refer to the native individuals from Vietnam as indigenous degrades the fact that they were here before their land was taken over. It also makes it more difficult for the people apart from these ethnic minorities to be considered when all around treaties and laws and international bodies refer to them as indigenous. I'm not really sure if it really is that deep because I can't speak for them personally, but from what it seems like in a third-person point of view, is quite disrespectful and unfair. And if others argue to say that it's just a label, then why aren't they recognized as indigenous? If it doesn't mean anything, then why won't they just call them what they're supposed to be called? Um, The Vietnamese government also doesn't technically have any laws on ethnic minorities, but luckily on a ministerial level, the Committee on Ethnic Minority Affairs are in charge of dealing with incidents in regards to ethnic minority groups. I also wanted to talk about the injustices that Chan people face, whether it be in Cambodian Um, Cambodia or in Vietnam because they kind of resided in a bunch of different places but their origins are from Champa which is um, a part of Vietnam that was taken over. Um, Ever since the Khmer Rouge genocide directed towards the Cham Muslims and ethnic Vietnamese um, they had very limited progress towards justice for historic abuses against their ethnic minority group. Even with the proceedings of the United Nations backed extraordinary um, chambers in the courts of Cambodia, which is the ECCC. Um, The proceedings were, in order to successfully charge each perpetrator, have gone on for way too long, and especially due to the numerous trials that have to take place. In 2015, charged Ao An with crimes against the ICC jurisdiction as an acting secretary in the regime's central zones for crimes against humanity for extermination persecution on the political and religious ground and other inhumane acts towards the killing of chan muslims this case went on for six years for them to decide to just close the case 
This continues to prove the lack of effort that the Vietnamese government is putting into not only aiding their community currently, but even bringing to justice the perpetrators that aim to kill all Cham Muslims. Um, we also have to take into consideration the misconceptions and stereotypes of Cham people. Also, a lot of people just refer to Cham people as just Muslims, and they categorize them all as one. Um, due to many of the misconceptions of Cham people performing magic because of traditional practices and animism, um, which is rooted from an indigenous form of Islam, they have been subject to, do, to discrimination and attacks. Cham people have been targeted in attacks and singled out due to the misconception of engaging in black magic when they were actually practicing an indigenous form of Islam that draws on animist traditions. Many people would try to stay away from Cham people because they feared that they would be cursed or poisoned due to multiple claims by people that said they found mysterious things done to them after seeing a Cham person. I'm only going to say a little brief idea of what they said because a lot of them is really inappropriate and disrespectful to their religion and them and their beliefs. These claims feed into Islamophobia and terrorist attacks, as well as discrimination from Khmer people who have been suspicious of Cham people all this time. There's also misconception and stereotypes of indigenous people in Canada. Some misconceptions are that they don't have a good work ethic and are lazy. This misconception stems from how indigenous people were treated and viewed as when the Europeans first came to Canada as Indians living outside of what they deemed civilization, so they were not considered people. Because of this, they feared them and wanted them to assimilate to their Western culture as if there's a right or wrong way of life. Considering the stereotypes and misconceptions of indigenous groups from both countries, propaganda arose whether it be verbally or through the distribution of news, but they both faced genocide against their group. Cham people were targeted specifically because the Khmer Rouge genocide found them to be a threat to their communist agenda based on their unique language, culture, belief, and independent communal system. This targeting can continue to proceed into today's injustices because hatred can be learned. Followers of the Khmer Rouge can pass down their beliefs and feed into the segregation. Um, and the list goes on. This can be noted with the indigenous groups in Canada as well. Residential schools made it that the indigenous people had to be westernized and like everyone else, they've brainwashed these children into thinking their culture is wrong. And especially when the government enacted the Indian Act that continued to feed into this discrimination, they showed that indigenous people should have restrictions and should be limited. Essentially, they really belittled these groups and showed where their priorities lie. Many of us chose to believe in the government and the laws they put in place, but once it starts to target certain groups, it makes us question what we're supposed to do. How are we supposed to trust the people in power when they are picking and choosing who they protect? People blindly follow politicians and the law and people with power, um, and this can lead to a large learned hatred and discrimination, and these indigenous communities from both Vietnam and Canada clearly show that. In order to really pinpoint why all these indigenous groups are being faced with such difficulties is to also consider the values of the government and people in power. Um, 
As for in Vietnam, and honestly any country, their values and their priorities go to the economy. What they want is more money. What they want is the other countries and everyone else to view them as good. They want people to come. They want people to, they want more tourists. A lot of um, Vietnam has become into multiple tourist attractions and they've kind of just ignored the fact or just don't even care that there are historic monuments that are there but instead they rather it be something pretty and flashy so that more people want to come and they can pay more and they think it's better and the citizens with money and power also aid the economy the one percent that are wealthy will help each other they stay wealthy by um, degrading and not caring about the other people that are being discriminated and also not have enough money and are poor and are below the poverty line but that doesn't matter to them the values as for the values of um, cham and ethnic minorities in vietnam their land is being denied and brushed off as spoken about in the previous episodes where they lack land laws that are concrete enough to actually mean something. And so they continue to get bombarded and harassed for their land and are unable to protect themselves. How are they supposed to fight against something when the government and laws will continue to fluctuate based on what suits them and what betters them? And I feel that indigenous morals, values, and laws should be at the very least included um, maybe not overpowering one, but they should be equal to colonial morals and values and laws. Because if you really think about it, I would not react well if someone came and took over my home and made the rules. It's important to keep into consideration the rightful people who were here before us and keep the same respect as you would if you were in their position. This just goes on to the fact that without equity, there will be no equality. So we can't fight for equality without working to place everyone on the same playing field by aiding those that need it the most. And with this context, I'm speaking of the indigenous communities that are being ignored and the colonial laws that are suppressing their values because it doesn't fit what they believe and deem is important. This also goes to if indigenous groups were able to have their own government and self-determination, then they would be able to have a slightly better shot in improving their communities as well as justice for themselves because then the government could be fairly considerate when choosing judges and laws that do not forget to include them as well. Not to mention looking at this from a smaller perspective, it can solve issues for more efficiently than with the government that already puts these indigenous groups at disadvantages. What I really want everyone to take from this podcast is that it is quite possible that the discrimination against indigenous groups can be due to rooted past prejudice and the contradicting values of the government compared to indigenous values. This is evident through the entire podcast where the government of countries only want to keep the wealthy wealthy and they don't really care as much as they say they do about oppressed minorities. Everyone is influenced by their outer environment, and when the government shows you they don't care by how they treat a group of people, it means so much more than you may think. Not only does the government and laws, but also with groups of targeting indigenous people, such as genocide with the Khmer Rouge, as well as Europeans trying to kill the Indian and the child. 
So I wanted to end this off letting you know that hatred can be learned. So don't be blindly following people that you thought you could trust because everyone has their ulterior motives. Anyways, thank you for listening to this three-part podcast where we've talked about missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls, injustices within the law, and environmentally.